Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Howdy there, partner. Welcome to the Second Tier Podcast. I'm Ryan Dilks, and I'm joined by the Jordan Story and Paul Huntington. It's my Ben Davies and Patrick Bauer. It's Justin Peach. It's a second-rate backup. It definitely is. Justin, you waited two and a half hours for a haircut yesterday. Yes. How are you justifying this? <sighs> I, I expected first debate to erupt in our WhatsApp group on this. And it did. I think two and a half hours is okay you suggested after 45 minutes you'd leave and then i brought up the point of after 45 minutes you leave you've left with your hair in exactly the same state as you walk in but you could easily just go to another hairdresser's it's not i I don't i'm i'm fiercely loyal to my to my hairdresser did they they charge you did they give you a knockdown price no but it's not expensive it's a small village okay what do you do for two and a half hours? My phone died after an hour. Wow. <laughs> Is that the most boring hour and a half of your life? I read the, I read the, um, I think I ended up reading The Sun, which is... Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I, desperate times. That is desperate. Let's kick off then, Justin. Mm-hmm. It's been a fantastic weekend of championship action. We'll start off with the game that had me slobbering all over the place. It was West Brom versus Swansea it finished 5-1 in the end on this Sunday afternoon in recent weeks we've seen West Brom not be at their best Mm -hmm. but in this game you've just got to sit back and enjoy because they were a joy to watch when it works it works it definitely did work (laughs) how on earth did they sign Matias Pereira it makes absolutely no sense to me he's embarrassing the rest Mm -hmm. of the league it's not fair a goal three assists eight chances created in this game and we talk about him every week, and each week it blows my mind even more that he's not playing in the Premier League. No one's really shackled him yet, have they? No. There was, a, there was a period at the start of the season where he was coming off the bench a bit, and then he found his feet, and then he's just taken the league by storm. He's a, an absolutely quality player. It's... I say, I don't know how he's not playing in the Premier League. Ditto Diangana. Mm-hmm. He is stupidly good as well, and he's just ruining careers in this game I love how Leeds fans are sending videos of Dean Garner to West Ham trying to get him recalled (laughs) (laughs) it's fantastic those two are just sublime and then the rest of the squad provide a nice little foundation for them to weave their magic yeah it's it's, it's almost a perfect setup you know you've got two players who are ridiculously creative I don't think they're in the well they're completely different players to the likes of Jared Bowen and um, Ollie Watkins in the sense that they're obviously they get you off your seat. Um, and I think having both of them in the team is just unreal. And they've they've clearly learned from last season. Um, you know, if, if one of them got recalled, they've got another. Mm. You know, they've, they've backed up the team with quality. And obviously there's there's players like Matt Phillips um, and Robson Khan who 
who were always a threat, and obviously Carl, Carl Edwards, the young, the, the younger player who, who scored today, he's also a threat. They've got so many threats, haven't they? Charlie Austin didn't even, even yeah. come on. Well, there you go. Which sums it all up. And he's really. been pretty How, decent. Carnu as well. He played really well in this game yeah. as well, which is we didn't expect to be saying that at the start of the season. I remember <coughs> West Brom fans saying, "Oh no, we're going to have Robson Carnu up front all season, mm-hmm. aren't we?" At the moment, he's, you can't really yeah. complain because he's been absolutely yeah. fantastic. We spoke about Semi Ajayi last week. He's another one who's part of this foundation at West Brom who let the rest just do what they can. Absolutely, he scored, and I completely forgot he cost one and a half million. Which is well, an absolute steal. Let's look at West Brom signings. Romain Sawyer's cost two and a half million. Ridiculous. I don't know how much Charlie Austin cost. Robson Carney was a free transfer a couple of seasons back. Mm. You know, this this team's picked with quality. <laughs> the only player they've uh, paid way too much for is Zahor. It's true. Um, and I think, they, yeah, they've got players coming through who have done really well this season, like Nathan Ferguson, who's been outstanding at, at full-back. And obviously there's Carl Edwards, there's... Other experienced players that are coming to the fore, and you know, as you mentioned, Semi Ajayi and Carl Bartley, their partnerships kept Ahmed uh, Agazi out of the team. Yeah. After coming back from injury. If I was West Brom, I'd probably give Rotherham a couple more million just out of pure guilt for stealing Ajayi off. Yeah, for one and a half million. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he was playing centre mid for Rotherham um, for the large majority of last season. That just sums up how good he is on the ball as well. Because he's an absolute tank of a man. And mm-hmm. he's quality on the ball as well. Absolutely. It's absolutely sensational how good this West Brom team are. A Leeds fan did say to us on Twitter, can we get out of West Brom's arse? And don't worry, we'll ooze over how good Leeds are a bit later on. But it's safe to say that it's either going to be Leeds or West Brom who win the league. No, definitely. And just to caveat that from the Leeds fan, <laughs> West Brom are doing it with a certain style. Leeds are, Leeds are great to watch, they're fantastic, but you don't have players like Pereira or... Or um, Dean Garner They're doing it efficiently, aren't exactly, they? Exactly, yeah. efficiently is a pro- you know, perfect word for it. Yeah, they're doing it Bielsa-esque, where it's mm-hmm. efficient destruction of another team, where West Brom are doing it with a bit more style. Yeah. And it depends who, who you prefer, really. I mean, after watching this West Brom performance, uh, I think I'd be on the West Brom side of things. But who... Actually, we'll save that for a bit later when okay. we talk about Leeds, who you think is going to win okay. the league. So that's a bit of a teaser for you all. The West Brom-Leeds game, when that comes up, oh. will be a humdinger. Have they not played each other yet? Um, Leeds beat them 1-0. Leeds beat West Brom 1-0. West Brom's only defeat this season, I think. That game has completely passed me by. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, it's, but... it's West Brom's only defeat this season. Which yeah, is which is insane. ridiculous. The fact yeah. they've only lost one game as well. Anyway, yeah. let's move on because we could spend all day talking about mm-hmm. how bloody good West Brom are. Swansea... What can you say? Because West Brom took them over their knee and gave them a vicious spanking. <laughs> They're moving away from this game and you've got to say Swansea are now 11th. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. unbelievable considering how good they looked at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. The underlying data showed they looked like they were going to slide, but I didn't think it would be by this much. Yeah. Admittedly, it is still very tight around the playoff mm-hmm. picture. But how do you assess their chances of getting in the top six? It's a shame. And now there are teams that are starting to pick up form. You're looking at Brentford over the recent weeks have have picked up form. Bristol City as well. Forest have been in good form throughout the season. You know, Preston are falling away now. But there are teams rising up there. Sheffield Wednesday, again, another example. It's it's looking harder and harder um, to see how they're going to compete. And obviously, they've got an absolute mauling. I mean, it's it's no shame because Bristol City happened to Bristol City the other week. So, 
you know, it, it, I guess it is, it is frustrating to see Swansea drop like a stone at, at the moment, but there's quality players in there that can that can bring them bring them back up the table, and they just need to find that rhythm again. I think they have been hit by injuries a bit because mm-hmm. you talk about um, who is the centre back of complete forgot his Underhorn. name. Joe Roden. Joe Roden. He's yeah. been out of the team recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but Santolina wasn't featured in this game either. So they have had a few injuries and players go off form as well, mm-hmm. including Boya Baston, yeah. who is looks a shadow of the man he was mm-hmm. at the start of the season. So these things do happen. With Swansea, though, it's looking more and more doubtful of them finishing the top six now. I mean, they're behind Cardiff now in the table, I think, which shows you yeah, no doubt how yeah. the things have pretty Changed. much gone for them. Let's go to Craven Cottage, where it was Fulham 1, Bristol City 2. Late controversy in this one. <laughs> Fulham denied a penalty at the death after Cabano was tripped up by Callum O'Dowder. Yeah. Was it a penalty? Uh, it's really hard. to the, the camera angles weren't forgiving. No, they weren't great, were they? And it is Fulham. The camera angle is always going to be shocking. Though. We know, we know my stance on that. Um, I think, I think it could have, it might. It's really hard to say because he he ran almost behind him, so he might have clipped his heel. I think um, it was a penalty. Okay. Every party seems to think it was a mm-hmm. penalty, including the Bristol City fans. The look on the referee's face as he was surrounded by the well, Fulham players after the game was this, fantastic. This is what I was going to bring up, like. He looked Straight like he after, knew he messed up. Yeah, but the ref, you know, put your foot down. If it's not a penalty, if you don't think it's a penalty, don't give it. And then the Fulham players then surround you, like, the way they were. Get your card out, because that was, that was pretty... I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> what? It doesn't matter. Smash him. Get hog. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be said, even the Bristol City players yeah, were okay. guilty. Yeah, yeah. And the ref seemed to be the only person at Craven Cottage mm-hmm. who didn't think this was a penalty. Yeah. So... They might have got away with it, but a draw probably would have been a fair result. Yeah. Because Fulham were knocking on the door no, against Bristol absolutely. City, especially in the, in the latter stages of that match. But it is a loss for Fulham. Mm-hmm. And just as we thought they might be the last soldier chasing down West Brom and Leeds, it is now a eight-point gap. Mm. Can Fulham or anyone close that, or is it just going to get bigger? Well... I've I've said it before on the episodes, you know, the Christmas period, you've got three or four games in the space of a few weeks. That can swing things quite heavily. We know Leeds um, suffered quite a few injuries last season during the same period, although they're looking a lot healthier this season in terms of injuries um, than last season. So, as I say, that, that, that can swing, um, swing things for, for teams. You know, we saw Sheffield United last season just pick up from the Christmas period and just absolutely kick on from there. So it could happen, you know. Fulham could close that gap and, and overtake one of the one of the top two. But you know, the games like this, you've got to put your chances away. You know, they created sixteen chances in the penalty box, which is a ridiculously high number for a team that was really passive at times mm. earlier on in the season. Mm. Yeah, I'd say we are, we are only halfway through the season. Yeah. So there's still a long way to go. Yeah. But the way Leeds and West Brom are going at the moment, I can't see them dropping many points it's got to be said and the other team, other teams just seem too inconsistent Absolutely. for them yeah. to really catch up with them so I'm not too Best hopeful to lose. Hmm. Bristol City brilliant three points for them takes them up to fourth mm-hmm. and I've got to say the more I see this Bristol City side the more the more they look like a playoff side well 
I, I, I do agree, you know, that perhaps that West Brom result was a bit of a, an anomaly for him. The, the, their away setup is perfect for teams, especially teams that play possession football, because sometimes like to line up as a 3-5-2 and you know, get get Vyman in behind the defence and Jeju in the box. It, it works well for him. It worked well for him yesterday. Uh, they got players like Brownhill, um, who's always going to score goals. You know, as I say, I think they're just missing that number nine who who is really consistent in terms of goals and they're they're a sure on bet for the playoffs for me. Mm. I was wasn't as sure as you are because they've been a bit inconsistent in the mm. past, but I have had my doubts about them <coughs> and they're fourth even though mm-hmm. they've missed some key players this season, especially for injury. And hopefully when those players are back yeah. towards the business end of the season, they'll be even stronger. Mm-hmm. You've got to say their midfield. You mentioned Brownhill there. Their midfield is something else. Eliasson has a wand of a left foot. Mm-hmm. You probably yeah. won't find a better crosser in this division. Josh Brownhill, as you say, quality player. He's come on leaps and bounds and is now, in my mind, a Premier League player. <laughs> and then in centre mid you got Nai and Masengo, who have been two unbelievable signings. So yeah. the way things are going, I probably am jumping on the Bristol City playoff bandwagon. I think the only thing that's going to keep them from being consistent is losing players through injury. And I, they, as you say, they've been unfortunate. But they can... They, a fully fit squad, they've got one of the best squads in the league. Mm. And you'd have thought in January they would sign a striker. There's definitely, been a bit oh, of no, talk definitely. about Enketia leaving Leeds and going there which we'll go on to a bit later on (laughs) QPR 2 Preston nil and Eberechi easy brace their first win in seven games for QPR but more importantly their first clean sheet Justin unreal Unreal. 25 league games without one the only team in all four divisions without one and it's got to be said they actually looked really solid as well it wasn't just no absolutely it wasn't a fluke no I mean Preston might have been a bit woeful but mm-hmm. they hardly had a chance throughout the whole game no definitely that's credit to um, Larsner and Grant Hall they were absolutely superb both were dominant against a, a very direct pressing team you know they won They won six duels um, aerial duels each um, so absolutely credit to them and as you say they looked they looked really good they played that narrow diamond which worked well for them against um, Derby at, at times last week they got the draw and obviously the clean sheet was definitely coming. Um, just a shame, I guess, it had to be Preston. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them in a sec. Eberechi easy. Absolutely ridiculous. Nobody. Everything he does, everything they do, rather, QPR, just goes straight through him. And he's one of a few championship players who are Premier League bound, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Whether he goes in January or the summer, you've got to say QPR need to be looking at replacements. I mean, you know, he goes if he goes from this QPR side, that the creativity rapidly disappears. Mm, they're um, pretty buggered. Pretty, yeah, okay. There's no way else to yeah. say, it, is no, there? No, that is, <laughs> yeah, be absolutely. You know, they don't defend well. Although they've got a clean sheet, they don't defend well. So scoring goals and creating chances is, has got to be one of their one of their strengths, and it has been this season, um, barring this run of form that they've been on. Um, so yeah, absolutely, no easy then. They, they'll struggle um, mm. but you know while they've got him got to love him oh yeah you've got to love him Justin I've had conversations with some of the best scientists this country yes. has to offer they've been conducting numerous experiments and tests and all of them struggle to answer the one question that boggles my mind so I'm going to ask you 
What the hell has happened to Preston? <sighs> strange, isn't it? It's, it's strange. I, th- I think they've become a bit predictable in their play. Uh, you know, quite direct. They just don't look anywhere near the Preston side. We we wax lyrical about weeks ago. On this ago. show, three weeks ago, I said this Preston side could go up automatically. They've embarrassed me, Justin. It's They're it's, making me look like a right tit. It's one of those things where we say something and then a team just does the opposite. We we sprinkle a little bit of little bit of second tier dust on it, give them a bit of bit of, bit of bump and then bang it backfires. But the way they're going at the moment, they won't even finish in the playoffs. No. They're, what? they're looking awful. Four straight it, defeats. Four straight defeats, but not even that. They have looked terrible in all those games. Mm-hmm. They've not performed at all. They've not scored in those four games either. Exactly. I, I will tell you what, in fairness to them, they have had injuries. Mm-hmm. Johnson, Gallagher, Bauer, Davies and Fisher off the top of my head are all missing. But I suppose that is the difference really between your West Broms, your Leeds and Preston because every side does get their injuries mm-hmm. and it's about having depth to replace them. West Brom and Leeds have that depth. Sides like Preston don't well, and it's costing them. Even teams in pl- in the playoffs, so Forest, they've got that depth. Um, Bristol City, we've said they've got that depth. You know, Sheffield Wednesday, to an extent, have got that depth as well, um, who have crept up into sixth. So as you say, you know, teams who suffer injury crisis have got that quality player to step up unfortunately Preston are lacking you know Alan Brown at times I said deputise at right back and they've got Joe Rafferty as well but he's not really been good since he's come in it is a worry for this Preston side I think a fully fit Preston side it's, it's a dangerous one but as you say four straight defeats and no goals it's, it's, it's scandalous mm. Cardiff 3 Barnsley 2 a 94th minute goal from Lee Tomlin saved Cardiff at the death Barnsley were ahead twice but it is 3 points for Neil Harris 10 points from a possible 12 with him in charge Mm -hmm. can they sustain this new manager bounce yes ooh absolutely tell me more Justin Okay, they weren't quite at it yesterday but they got the win they kept pushing they kept pushing they kept pushing they got the win Neil Harris is getting the best out of players that were on the periphery under Warnock. So Gary Medine, Lee Tomlin, and as well as that, he's got them scoring goals. Yesterday was an off day, was an off day, I should say. And I think it can only get better for Cardiff. You, you know, Neil Harris wants to trim the squad, it was said. You know, he's got 30 senior players. So January is going to be a very interesting for him, but I can only see them improving, for being Point honest with you. the top six. Mm-hmm. A point, Justin. Can you see it? I think I think I can. I said that weird, didn't I? <laughs> I think I can. Um, listen, they've got quality all over the pitch. It's the reason why I predicted them top, and you know, hopefully they can they can prove me right. Maybe not right. Yeah, okay, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Tomlin, as you say, is on fire. Six goals or assists in his last seven games, and he's someone who does go under the radar because he is. A really talented player, isn't he? Well, yeah, but he's, he's, he's it almost feels like he's a, he's a cheaper option. You know, you've got players like um, Pereira and Diangana who set the world alight, but sometimes Tomlin has that ability. It's maybe not to the like, devastating extent that those two do, mm. but Tomlin has got the capability to do it as a number 10. It's just a shame that he's had injury problems, issues with his weight, but now he looks really, really good. Yeah, he looks really, really good. The final point on Cardiff, 
Neil Harris is allowing them to eat pizza whenever they win. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, but can you imagine going on like a 10 game winning run? Oh, yeah. Especially over Christmas. That's a very good point. The fixtures are coming thick and fast. So you've so got. So's the pizza at this rate. <laughs> Barnsley, they got their second <clears> win <throat> of the season last weekend and could have got a third here if they did hold on. Are you slightly more optimistic about Barnsley staying up? No. Okay. I heard it. <laughs> Anything you want to add? I heard a stat yesterday. They've. They've scored two goals in seven games this season and they've not won any of them. Um, that, for me, I've highlighted it before. They've got a, a massive lack of experience inside. You score two goals in a game, you expect to, to get a win, especially scoring two goals away from home at Cardiff. You know They're missing that experience. The stats show it. At no point do they control games. They need, they need improving... Um, Personnel-wise, needed experience in there. You know, you look at Joe Ledley, who's just been signed by Charlton. Charlton. You know, bringing an experienced player like that, it makes sense. To be honest with you, I know he's not a, a high-pressing player and he doesn't really fit the bill. But Christ, he'll, he's got a bit of leadership about him. Yeah, you, we mentioned QPR's defensive struggles. Barnsley even worse. Right. Most goals conceded in the league and no clean sheet since August, and that in my mind, will ultimately send them down. Mm-hmm. Going forwards, they're not actually that bad. They've scored more goals than six other sides yeah. in the division, which is surprising when you consider their bottom. And that's mainly down to the likes of Corley Woodrow and Alex Mauer, two players I imagine will be in the Championship next season, even though Bob Barnsley probably won't. Another one I hope will be is Connor Chaplin. Only 22, yeah. and he's probably the only good signing Barnsley have made this he's, summer because he's a really talented player. Three goals in his last four games. Of all the signings Barnsley brought in, he's probably the one I raised eyebrows about because his you know, statistics weren't that great at Portsmouth and Coventry. And um, paying a million pounds for him, I thought, was a bit... Oh, right. Couldn't invest it elsewhere. Um, but he's, you know, he's showing what quality he has. Absolutely. Huddersfield nil leads to Pablo Hernandez. Wrapping up the points in this Yorkshire derby. This was actually quite an even game. Mm-hmm. Kiko Casilla was forced to make some brilliant saves, but it is three points for a lead side who are taking their chances and, and are in <clears throat> rampant form at the moment. Six wins on the bounce. Rolling. Rolling. The way things are, it's hard to see how they won't be in the Premier League next season. I completely agree. You know, we praise Leeds a lot, and as as we were saying earlier, they do it with efficiency, and I think that's really as good as compliment we can give Leeds. They are the most efficient team in the league. Oh yeah, definitely by miles. Yeah, defensively, perfect. Best player, best defense in the league. Yeah, going forwards, they create more chances than anyone else, mm-hmm. but they're starting to put them away now and. That's all you really want, really, yeah. isn't it, from the Leeds perspective. As we said earlier, it's a case of who who's going to win the league because it's either going to be Leeds or West Brom. Mm-hmm. Who are you going with? I'm I'm going to go with Leeds. Ooh. I think efficiency that that efficiency will, will push them ahead of West Brom. I think there might be a bit of complacency at some point in this West Brom team um, this season. You know, a couple of injuries to some key players like Pereira or Dean Garner, um, Robson Connor. I think if, if he gets injured as well, that, that forward lineup drastically changes. I know Austin scores goals, but the way Robson Connor contributed to their play has been pivotal. Um, 
so as I say, I think Leeds are a bit more efficient. Obviously, if Inketia goes back in the in the January transfer window, they'll bring in another striker, which is hopefully is better than Bamford at scoring, putting chances away, which might seem a bit of a harsh criticism, but let's be honest, they can do better. Fair enough. I am going to go with West Brom. Whatever. It's just because I do look at Pereira and Diangano and think you're way too good for the league. And... My only worry with West Brom not winning the league is if Dean Garner gets recalled. He's not going to, is he? Well, they say he's not, but the way he's playing at the moment, I don't I think, think they, they have, have to clause. reconsider. I don't think they have that clause in his um, contract. Then, then, if there isn't, then that's sorted for me. West yeah. Brom will win the league. I just think they're so good. They are so so good mm-hmm. they're, they're so well rounded it's ridiculous uh, let's move on because <coughs> Huddersfield this was a much better performance yes, from them yeah, it was. but it is five games without mm-hmm. a win and this result season just one place outside the relegation mm-hmm. zone I imagine giving Leeds a tough game makes you optimistic that they can get out of trouble um, perhaps you know you've, it's the games that they've lost recently that you know, really is the disappointing disappointing thing. You know, as you say, they're not winning fights, one winning six for them. Injuries have taken a toll, which, you know, I think they had to recall a few younger players back from loan spells um, this week to, to cover missing personnel. But, you know, at some point we've got to start to criticise the Cowleys a little bit just because... No, I refuse. You know, at one point we expected them to to push up the table. They haven't. They've dropped again. One one place outside the relegation zone is, is a worry for them. And um, yeah, we'll see. Three of their next four games: Charlton, Wigan, and Middlesbrough. Six pointers, every single one of them. Yeah, all winnable as well. Yeah, just definitely. just one thing. Did Casilla get anything on that punch when he he came out quite far from his goal? Oh, I know which one you mean. I'd have to see it again. Because, again, the camera angle wasn't great on that. And if he's not got anything on the punch of the ball, he's not gonna, if he's not got the ball, then that's got to be a penalty. Yeah. I, I haven't no, no one really mentioned it. I was like, did he get anything on that? I haven't seen it, Justin. So I, won't right. be able, I won't be able to comment, I'm afraid. Let's go to what is probably one of the biggest six-pointers of the season so far. Luton 2, Wigan 1. The Hatters scored their first in the 87th minute of this game. <laughs> the definition of a six-pointer. And Callum McMonaghan scored the first against the club where he spent most of his career. And he celebrated. At least he didn't celebrate too much. <laughs> Absolutely milked it, didn't he? George Moncur also celebrated by taking his shirt off and had one of those sports bras on underneath. Yes. Sports Not bra. sure about that. Maybe just keep the shirt on next time. Do you know what they are? No. It's like to it's measure good. heart rate and stuff. Yeah. It's for uh, all the players wearing them. If they don't wear them, we don't get our stats and our well, podcast is Back in my bland. day, Ravinelli used to walk around without one on. And he looked fantastic when he used to put his shirt over his head. Okay. What do you make of this game? Do you want my absolute honest answer? Let's go with Luton first. Luton, Luton, okay. It's a massive result for Luton. Okay. A huge result. And, you know, off the back of an absolute panning last week, um, they get a they get a win in the, the last five minutes. Is there a better way to win the game? No, absolutely. Lifts them up to twentieth. Can they stay outside of the bottom three? I, I think so. I think that they're gonna beat teams around him because I think they've got a bit more grit about them. You know, they've had and you know, style of play wise, they're not they're not terrible either, like Wigan. 
Um, they had five shots on target. Like the Lions share of the possession. You know, I'm surprised that they didn't punish Wigan sooner. But you know, Wigan can be a stubborn team at times, especially away from home. But at the end of the day, Luton have got the win, and um, it pushes Wigan further down. For me, yeah. You got any hope for Wigan? Uh, zero. At, at the moment, I have no no hope at all. It's it's another late collapse for him. For me, Paul Cook's position is untenable at Wigan. You know, for the the good of the club, it's probably best for him to 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 move on. I've got no idea how Barnsley, Stoke, and Wigan haven't been cut adrift by even more points because of how poor they've been. And I think it just highlights how poor the bottom half of the division is. That's the only thing that's going to get any of those teams out of the relegation zone for me. There are some poor teams at the bottom mm-hmm. of the table, aren't there? The bookies have Luton, Wigan, and Barnsley to go down at the moment and I can't disagree with that really too much the only thing that's Mm. keeping me from thinking that is how concerning Stokes form is but I do hold hope that they will get out of it but do you disagree too much? Um, I I probably have Luton finishing outside I think you're looking at Stoke or maybe Charlton who are their form has been dreadful who are going to perhaps struggle um, I've, less so Charlton just because I think they've got enough about them to, to finish further up and they've got players returning from injury um, but I'd say Luton might might just get out for, 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 for me okay. <laughs> Let's head Oof. up to Hillsborough now where it was Wednesday 2 Brentford 1 Stephen Fletcher with the double that got the Owls the three points this was very much the battle of the two teams who perhaps underperformed their underlying data the underlying data shows them a little bit higher in the mm-hmm. division than they actually are. But Wednesday deserved to win this, didn't they? Oh no, definitely. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll be very pleased with the win. You know, they're quietly picking up form again after a, a bit of a quiet spell where they weren't really setting the world alight, getting a few draws. But as you say, they've still performed in terms of data, and that that again showed today. Uh, sorry, yesterday um, against Brentford. You know. The the combination of Kadeem Harris and Stephen Fletcher is probably one of the best combinations in the league. For me, Kadeem Harris is a perfect winger. You love him, don't you? I do, I do. I know I've not really given him much praise over the last sort of month or so, but let's be honest, if you nullify Harris, you probably nullify Chef Wednesday. Because he's the, he's the only player that, that creates chances. And... Um, as well as that, he, he completed five of his dribbles against Which Brentford. That's the same as Ben Rama, and Ben Rama was quoted twenty plus million in summer. So, come on. So, Kadeem Harris twenty plus million. It's a it's a healthy profit for Chef Wednesday if they do. Stephen Fletcher, as you mentioned, playing out of his skin this season. He could have scored a few more, but the fact he's getting into such dangerous positions mm-hmm. is exciting from a Wednesday perspective. Ten goals this season. As you mentioned before, his previous best is like 12, yeah. which is really surprising mm-hmm. because he's moved for quite a lot of money in the past. Yeah, But he's bound to go past that 12 now, isn't he? And probably uh, this is his best <clears throat> season yet. Yeah, no, definitely. As long as he's got Kadeem Harris supplying him crosses, I've got every faith in him that he's going to surpass 12 goals. He's got 10 in 19. Uh, I think he's got five in his last four games um, with a couple of braces. Decent at Penos as well, which is always a plus. And um, 
you know, if he's a bit sharper, he could have had a hat trick or four goals in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Brentford, they're missing Dalsgaard and Janssen, mm-hmm. two key players defensively, and they're missing them massively, aren't mm-hmm. they? Because this game they had to put in a couple of kids, and it's showing. Yeah, yeah, they got bullied. Yeah, they dropped to ninth with this result. But I'm guessing you're still backing them to finish in the top six? I think so. They just need to be a bit more consistent. And as you say, sometimes you've got to dig a bit deep. Wednesday won 34 aerial battles to Brentford's 13, which sort of tells you that they were missing Janssen and Dalsgaard in there. Um, but yeah, three three wins and three losses in the last six. It's not great form. It's almost mid-table form, isn't it? Um, they have to improve that if they want to finish in the playoffs. But I think, as we said, they've got the quality to do it. Yeah, they play Cardiff at home on Wednesday. And considering Cardiff's away form, that's got to be three points, even though Neil Harris has got Cardiff playing well at the moment. Not taking anything for granted at all, as we've shown. Final point on Brentford. Thomas Frank has got massive ears. Okay. He tries to cover them underneath his hair, but if you properly study them, they are gigantic. I urge you next time to have a look at Thomas Frank's ears. They are massive. I mean, you've got to hear a lot while you're a football manager, so it's only a benefit for him. Some managers don't listen enough to us. Paul Cook. Hall 2, <laughs> Stoke 1, Jared Bowen got them both. Who? And at this point, it's like him five aside when you've got one really good player and you just pass <laughs> him all the time. <laughs> what more can we say about him? Nothing really. Apart from what was McCann thinking, not playing him up front, which is obviously sarcasm. <laughs> they are 12th in the table now, and I wouldn't really put them down as a playoff contender, even though they're only three points off. And the only reason they've got any chance of getting there is because of Jared Bowen, because he's, yeah. he's so good. Well, It's, it's painful. <laughs> the two goals he scored, one, the first one he picked the, the, the ball up outside the area, and beautiful, like, it was a really good finish into the bottom corner. And... Um, Second one, maybe in a handball, but he's at the back post poaching. You know, there's there's two completely different goals. Highlighting is one is his his technique and his goal scoring ability, and two is his danger um, in and around the the penalty area. Um, there's nothing much to say on him. He's ridiculously good. I'd I'd put him as the best in the league. He's in the conversation, isn't he? I mean, after watching Pereira today, I'm not sure I'd put him above Pereira, but he's in the top five. He can't do what Pereira can do, but he can. he's carrying a whole side. Imagine if he was in that West Brom side. It'd be fantastic. He's not going to go because he's got he's got to go to a Premier League side. Mm-hmm. I mean, West Brom will, might be in the Premier League in the summer, but I think Jared Bowen might end up leaving yeah. in January the way he's playing because he's getting so many goals. A Premier League tie, a we're, Premier League side has got to take a punt on him. We're a broken record, Ryan. We are. We are just repeating ourselves, and I can only apologise. But there's not. What else can you say? You can't talk about Hall without talking about how no. bloody good Jared Bowen is. Stoke, Michael O'Neill, his new man, new manager bounce hasn't really been much of a bounce. <laughs> Didn't get going, did it? It's been more of a vibration, <clears throat> really. Mm. They've won two and lost their next three after that. Mm-hmm. They are four points from safety and, as we mentioned, they are still 23rd at the moment. And we keep expecting them to pull away. The bookies keep expecting them to pull away. But the way things are going, I'm not sure they will. I've it's, I've had hope for them, um, a lot of hope for them. And I think this result, the way they played, um, just sort of sunned it up 
for me. I've, I've my hopes completely gone. Stoke have used twenty seven players this season already. It's not even that's a lot of players. What just got into December? That's that's far too many. That's half a Forest squad. <laughs> Uh, and obviously a lot of managers most seasons pre-seasons they speak of wanting a squad of 20 and a few younger players coming through but you know 27 most of them on big contracts they're not getting results it, it, it's borderline pathetic let's be pathetic. honest you, you've got to look at some of the players in this squad mm-hmm. and say what are you doing with yeah. your careers you're single-handedly just throwing them all in the bin I'm looking at the squad now it's ridiculous mm-hmm. Jack Butland played for England last season Sam Klukas was in the Premier League not too long mm. ago. Touted for an England place at one point. Yeah, Joe Allen used to play for Liverpool. You've got... <laughs> very good in the Welsh side as well. Very good in the Welsh side as well. <laughs> Stephen Ward was in the Premier League last mm-hmm. season. James McLean, Tom Ince, Ryan Woods, yeah, the, Danny Batt. You're, you're nailing off some very experienced Championship players very as well. Very experienced players. Half of these players have played in the Premier League. Yeah. And they just don't look arsed. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is a tough time being a Stoke fan, and I hope they're as critical as we are, and I'm sure they are. You know, you've you've they've got through a lot of managers. At some point, you've got to start thinking: Is it the managers? It's de- it's not the managers; it's the players. Yeah, it's massively. it's the players massively. And I, we were talking about how some of the teams near the top don't have strong benches. Stoke's bench: Ryan Shawcross, Biram Juve, Lee Gregory, Nick Powell. These are accomplished championship players mm-hmm. and again some of them are played in the Premier League it's embarrassing it is embarrassing it makes me pull my hair out and Michael O'Neill I feel sorry for him because I felt sorry for Nathan Jones and, and yeah. that is just that is as you say it's seeping into Michael O'Neill now as well yeah and he's made this risky move because I thought it would be a good move because I thought Stoke would move up the table but You've got to feel sorry for him because this could be a massive blow to his career because the players can't be bothered mm-hmm. to play for him. It's embarrassing. Let's go to Blackburn where it was 1-0 against Derby. Adam Armstrong with the only goal of the game. Blackburn four wins on the bounce now and just a couple of points off the top six. Mm-hmm. It was a really good team performance from Rovers. Yeah. Sure, Derby aren't very good away from home. But everyone putting a shift in the blue and white shirt. I think that's what you're always going to get with Blackburn's side. You know, they're not dripping with quality in, in the sense that some teams are. Um, they've got a lot of players in there that are going to work hard, they're going to graft, and they have got quality. We saw with Adam Armstrong's goal yesterday was was outstanding, and we've seen with Stuart Downing, his ability, and Bradley Dack. They've got sprinkles of quality in there. So for me, it's, it's, a, it's a good side, and one... I don't want to say it again. If they can maintain form, they are an outside chance for a playoffs. We said it at the start of the season, um, but they've got players all over the pitch scoring goals, which is what they need. You know, they've not got an out-and-out goal scorer um, that some teams do. Um, so players, as I say, popping up, um, helping out is 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 always a bonus. Yeah, I particularly want to praise Tosin Adarabayo and uh, Lenihan in the centre of mm-hmm. defence because we've mentioned Blackburn's defensive problems before yeah. in this podcast. But if those two can stay there for the rest mm-hmm. of the season, then that's a massive way of solving it. Because Lenehan, at times, has looked a bit... Mm. <laughs> but he's he is a good player. He yeah, is no, a, that, definitely. And Adara Bayo has potential to be a very good player mm-hmm. as well. So if they can work together, they could create one hell of a partnership. Absolutely. Playoffs. You mentioned Ravers for the playoffs. What are you saying? 
Well, it's one defeat in six, four wins in a row, third in the form table. That's playoff form. But can they realistically sustain that for the rest of the season? I think they question. Like unlike teams in and around them, we're mentioning Preston that you know, Blackburn do have quality. You know, they've got experienced players. They've got um, Danny Graham, Stuart Downing. Oh, Greg Cunningham was injured. Um, but yeah, mixed with that experience with players that are full of life, like Adam Armstrong and you know, Lewis Travis, etc. It's a good, well-balanced team. And I, I think all they've needed is a bit of um, consistency. And sure, they can, they can, they can compete. I'm not convinced. The only reason I would say that is because I think there were better teams. As simple as that. They're probably behind. I don't. They're not sure on bet, but their form speaks for itself. And as I say, I think I think it's an outside chance. I'm sure it's an outside chance because you could say anyone's got an outside chance Mm -hmm. again in the playoffs. But I would say there are, assuming Leeds and West Brom are far gone, Mm -hmm. there's four places left, and I'd say there are around eight teams who have got a better chance than Blackburn. In my personal opinion, because. There are teams with more experience and more mm. quality. Simple as that. So that's I, I I can't see happening personally. Yeah, but there there are always two or three teams that are within two or three points of the playoffs that come the end of the season. And um, we sort of Borough Preston um, last season. I think it's going to be one of them seasons that we saw a few years ago. I think it was 2014-2015 season um, where there was about five or six teams that were within two points of the playoffs. I think it'll be one of them seasons cause, just because no one's consistent enough. I think Blackburn can be in that group. Fair. Derby is so bad away from home. Yes. Only Luton, Middlesbrough, Barnsley and Wigan have fewer points <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good away company. from Very home. Very good company. Uh, Derby fans have been complaining about the defence and the keeper and they usually are the target of the blame whenever Derby don't get a result. But Derby have conceded fewer goals than half of the championship this season. The fingers need to be pointed at the attackers. Oh, God, yeah. The only teams they've scored more goals than this season are Middlesbrough and Wigan. (laughs) They lack so little threat going forward. Jack Marriott's confidence is dashed. He's got one goal in 17 games this Mm -hmm. season. Chris Martin's not good enough anymore, I'm afraid. He's not scored since the start of October. He's got the odd assist here and there, mm-hmm. but he's not good enough anymore. Martin Waggon, I'm not sure what his best position is. I think he's more of a winger, personally. And the only person who deserves any credit this season going forwards is Tom Lawrence, but he's too inconsistent. Damning. I can't put it in any other yeah. sense, because they're not scoring goals. Wayne Rooney's obviously got to come in, but the rest of the players in that side just aren't performing. No. And we're talking about some experienced championship players in there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're poor. They're, they're terrible away from home. Um, at times, they're not great at home. Um, it is a bit of a worry for Derby. The, the away form, firstly, you know, it's putting too much pressure on home games. Um, and as you say, players players aren't performing from an attacking sense. They've got no creativity in midfield at all. I think missing Tom Holderson, setting a tempo for the side is a big blow for him. They're missing Shinny, who's a boisterous player. You know, that that that, that starting eleven is nowhere near their best eleven. I think as close as you get to a best eleven, you're looking way back at the end of September. We're, we're repeating for one, what we say last week. This mm. is a poor Derby side. It's terrible. Especially compared to last season. Mm. With those three lone players, who we don't even need to mention everyone knows yeah. who they are, is it's quite embarrassing how far they've gone since those players were Mm -hmm. in the team 
they've regressed uh, regressed is yeah, that yeah, word? That's the word massively yeah. um, since well over the last few seasons really mm. it's yeah quite impressive really yeah. uh, Reading, <laughs> Reading 2 Birmingham 3 Jeremy Baylor's free kick the pick of the goals and what a goal it was I was confused by it I don't know why it just it looked like the keeper could have got something on it it went slowly but it looped in it was it was a strange one I know what you mean it, whenever there's a free kick and it goes that side I yeah. always think the keeper's got to be blamed yeah. if it goes over the wall and into the top corner happens you can't do anything about mm. that but when it goes that side the keeper's got to look at himself a bit but it was a spectacular strike yeah. and the best thing about it is the is the way he's hit it because mm. he's had no follow-through whatsoever it's a proper you know punt it's like how ronaldo, ronaldo takes his free kicks it was beautiful the old valve yeah exactly michael morrison's own goal was spectacular as well yeah yeah, definitely. Against his old club as well. Yeah. What a time to do it. They have struggled for goals so far this season, mm-hmm. uh, Birmingham. So it's good that two of their strikers got on the score sheet definitely. in Baylor and uh, Jimenez. So, with that being said, Blues are four points off the playoffs, still in 13th, which shows how tight yep. it is. And we spoke about it a few weeks ago. I said Birmingham have got no chance again in the playoffs because. Again, there are better sides and their underlying data shows they're not good enough. Yeah. Even if they were to sign mm-hmm. this striker that they apparently just need in January. How do you sum it up? Do you think they've got a chance in the playoffs? Um, you can almost put them in the same category as Blackburn, but as I say, Blackburn's form has been ridiculous over the last um, six games, so it's hard to put them in there. Um, I think a mid-table would be a better shout. This is a, this is a, a team that's building something. Um, you know they've got they've they've invested the they've had the best summer transfer window I've I've known them to have since they were in the Premier League. Um, they've invested really well. They've got players that are coming through for the fort. Just looking at Jude Bellingham, the, the guy, the guy, the kid is sixteen. Um, sixteen. He's fearless. You know, he completed four dribbles. He had sixty-six touches, which was the third most in the Birmingham team and on the pitch altogether. Sixteen years old. Except 16. Yeah, yeah. I, okay, I get it. He's, <laughs> he's a child. Fearless. Um, and then you look at players that are coming into form like Jimenez and obviously um, Baylor as well. It's it's good. It's decent. I, I get what you're saying. I think if Blues fans are patient, mm-hmm. let's lower the expectations a bit and say playoffs not happening this season, then they are giving themselves a good chance of the yeah. playoffs next season because... Bellingham will be a year older. I mean, he'll still only be 17, which is disgustingly young, but he'll still be a year older, a bit more experienced yeah. and a better player mm-hmm. overall. And then you've got Crowley, Villalba, two young players very as well. Very creative players. Very creative players and as Sunjic well. Sunjic as well. Sunjic, I can't, can't believe I forgot about him. They're setting themselves a good foundation for mm-hmm. a playoff push next season. Give yourself a summer transfer window yeah. to bring in a few more players. And this is looking like a good Blues team I wouldn't I know you're saying um, Blues fans are saying they just need that striker in January I wouldn't go out and put the money in to a January transfer signing as a Derby fan it's a terrible time to do business um, most most clubs will agree you know maybe pick up a loan player and perhaps that sprinkler quality can push you a bit further up the table but as you say lower the expectation this club is building something very very good yeah absolutely Reading Maybe not building something as good. Mark Bowen's new manager bounce has well and truly ended three losses in their last four. You 
in fairness, call did, it, mate. You I did call kind of it. call it, yeah. Um, I think that's more out of pure hatred for Mark mm-hmm. Hughes. <laughs> Not hatred. I don't hate him. I just the way he was appointed was weird. He's a he's a Mark Hughes disciple. Uh, it's just, it's not the best appointment I've seen in years. He did appoint himself. Yeah, that's so, true, yeah. in fairness, the decision the decision for the appointment can only be blamed at the manager, which is a strange thing to say. Yeah. But in this case, it's true. Um, they are hovering a bit above the relegation zone. They're only kind of being kept up by mm-hmm. teams being really poor at the moment. Yeah. So, <clears throat> with that being said, they have got a game in hand as well. Mm-hmm. Are you putting them in the category of potential relegation candidates or are they in a relegation battle? Uh, probably potential. It's one of those teams that are going to look over their shoulder. We saw it last week against Wigan, the quality that they possess, especially with um, uh, Pushkas. Um, you know, but conceding three goals at home, that's that's a worry. The way they conceded the goals is a worry. You know, the first goal with Bellingham allowing him to carve through the centre of the pitch is, is criminal um, defensively, and they've got they've got good players. We've seen Ajario, John Swift, two of the most creative players in the league. Both missing, in fairness. Exactly, exactly. Um, and they've got they've got a bit of depth. I think they'll be I think they'll be fine overall. But over the last few years, other than that season, they got to the playoff final. They've been struggling. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the, if it's the same. Middlesbrough won, Charlton nil, George Savile scoring in the first minute. Not a very exciting game, this one, but it is two wins in three now for Middlesbrough. This is a <laughs> this is a pureless throwback result. <laughs> Score, 1-0, first minute, get a clean sheet, win. To be fair, they weren't sitting back though. No, they weren't. They, they because, created a lot of chances. Oh yeah, they pretty much smashed Charlton. Yeah. They probably should have won yeah. by a lot more. But it is a 1-0 win and Mid- uh, Jonathan Woodgate will take it. Mm-hmm. They are up to 19th in the table now. Slowly pulling away. I, I said, I, I said to be honest with you, that I think they'll be fine, and they've got the quality in there to do it. They've got a lot of big money signings in that team. George Savile, I think, costs a few million. Um, yeah, we're talking a few years ago now. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's still, <laughs> still costs money. This Charlton side was put together for free, so yeah, that is a fair point. Uh, let's talk about Charlton because they have slid down the table. Quite rapidly, and when you consider the start of the season, Charlton had where they mm-hmm. were second at one point, yeah. and they're now only three points ahead of Middlesbrough, which I can't believe I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If you told me this <laughs> a few weeks ago, I'd have been like, "What?" But there are signs to be positive about yeah, because no, Lyle Taylor made his return mm-hmm. in this game, which will be very welcome. As you mentioned earlier, Joe Ledley. He's started this game. I didn't expect that at all. He signed in midweek <laughs> for anyone who missed it. Yeah. That could be quite a good signing. Really. He's still only 32. Which is shocking. He was in the Premier League, what, th- three, two, th- two or three was, seasons I think it was ago? two three seasons ago, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. And he could be a very good player. Well, I was. he's probably a player Derby need now in that in that midfield. He's, he's a player that I liked quite a lot while he was at Derby. And it was a shame that he... Didn't make as many appearances as he did. He's definitely got the quality. He's experienced. Mm. Um, Don't expect him to start straight away. It's got to be set because he, hasn't well, he, played. he did the same thing at, at Derby, didn't he? He was yeah. without a club for six months. Well, he's, starts... he's, been out, he's been out of club for the whole year. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. And he wasn't even playing in his final season at Derby. Exactly. So 
quite remarkable that Lebo has just chucked him in but fair play I suppose he's, he's one of them players isn't he Ledley he, he'll go in and, and put a shift in he's, he's, he's a good player yeah. good professional yeah absolutely let's finish off with the game on Friday night it was Middlesbrough 2 Forest 2 Sky Sports when they cover these games they like to circle around one player and you know really drool over him but I think we've got to do it as well Jed Wallace fantastic yeah. player absolutely Unreal. Completed nine dribbles. Which, for anyone who doesn't follow statistics too much, is... Um, it's ridiculous. That is not a human amount of dribbles. No. That it's... is ridiculous. That's the kind of amount of dribbles you'd expect Messi to Yeah, you, you beat a player nine times. Ridiculous. He just goes past him. And the thing is, he's not like doing skills or anything yeah. like that. He, it's just not the ball passed and just run. Yeah. It's, it's... I don't think he's... I think he's obviously quite a quick lad, but he's not... You know, Theo Walcott is pace wise. Yeah, it it looks, it just doesn't look like a player who can complete nine dribbles, which sounds a bit harsh, but I it's like he's not, he doesn't look skillful, he doesn't look, he doesn't look quick, but he's got all of it in his locker and his ability to cross a ball is what's great. Yeah, he's fact, he's got final product, hasn't he? He can yeah. cross it, he can pass it, and he can, he can most score. importantly, score. Mills, Millwall fans are concerned he might leave for the Premier League, mm. and. They've got every reason to be concerned, in my opinion, because he's looking like a Premier League player at the moment. Those sort of stats are are that that quality, that sort of quality. And as you say, when he's got, when there's the added bonus of he can take set pieces, he becomes a very appetising um, player for for players uh, for teams in the lower half of the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. Forest will touch on quickly because this was a draw and they. Uh, nearly got the three points in the end, but they are fifth in the table now. They are amongst the teams who we've mentioned already, such as Fulham and Bristol City, who look at this moment in time pretty nailed on for a playoff place. Would you agree with that? Um, no, definitely. Um, but as we saw on Friday night, without grabbing, they look bereft of goals. They play a lot better when they're playing against a team who come on to them mm. don't they yeah and if I was a team like I know Millwall for example mm-hmm. I'd be looking at the way they play and say just sit back mm-hmm. and just soak mm, it all up because Forest don't seem to know how to play against that no yeah absolutely and as you say they're a team they're a team that struggles without grabbing um, with January coming up I think I'd expect Rafa Murta to go back to Wolves because he's been pretty poor in my opinion um, but uh, you know if Arsenal recall Eddie Nketiah I think he'd be perfect for Forrest I put out a poll earlier this week Ooh. of four strikers who look like they're available on loan I, I can't remember them all off the top of my head mm-hmm. but Che Adams must be available yeah. Dwight Gale probably another one who's available can't remember who the last one was Vidra Vidra yeah I don't think he'd go after his Derby connections but the way Forest, if they signed a striker, you'd say they are almost a cert for the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they could probably do with one more creative player. I'd say, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their team's not far off mm-hmm. being spot on, really. Yeah. Just defensively, they're absolutely sound, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, apart from apart from Friday night. Apart from Friday night. Interestingly, Forest have played eleven away games and eight home games. Not sure how that's happened. I know they've had their game with Reading called off mm-hmm. earlier in the season, but 
doesn't really help them anyway because they're better away from home. Yeah. So, yeah, only one away, one away loss away from home this season. So, well keep, done. Keep the away games coming. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to the other news of the week, Justin. Pep Clotet is the new permanent Blues boss. So did they... No, they wouldn't have sacked him and then hired him as manager. No, they just promoted him from interim caretaker, head coach, coach whatever Gary Monk called him. To head coach. <laughs> yeah, but anything you want to add on this? It's not really too much to say, is there? Been a long time coming. Probably should have done it earlier on in the season. I mean, we've seen in the past caretakers get promoted to the head coach role and then it all going completely wrong. It doesn't usually take six months. But <laughs> <laughs> but it, we have seen it go completely wrong when they get the job permanently. Could you maybe see that happening? Oh, well, he's been head coach since the summer, let's be honest. But this has not been caretaker. He's been head coach since the summer. Okay. I don't know. It was a weird situation. One that will remain a mystery forever. It looked like they were just looking for an easy excuse to sack him yeah. in my opinion tough Jimmy Shan remember him yes the old West Brom boss he's been appointed the new Kidderminster manager interim manager another interim coach yeah. fair play but it seems like quite a fall from grace considering well, he was hang on he was managing West Brom in the playoff semi-finals literally in well, didn't May it? yeah it didn't go very well but now he's managing a National League North side if anyone Wants a good recommendation? Follow him on Twitter because he gives some good tactical insights. Okay, I'll think about it. That's extra value. This podcast is free. Yeah. I just gave you a bit more. There you go. Eddie Nketiah leaving Leeds. It's there was an outlet, a media outlet, who I won't name because I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> who said? It's an easy way of getting around it. Who said they're certain? He's leaving Leeds. I wouldn't be surprised. Which we were talking about not too long ago mm-hmm. because Leeds fans were concerned about his lack of games. Yeah. And if you were Arsenal, mm-hmm. you would his parent club, that is, you would be looking at that situation and think, well, he's not getting any games. Mm-hmm. So we need him to go somewhere where he's going to be starting. Yeah, has he started a game this season? I don't think no, he I don't has, think has, he has, has no. Uh, Bielsa's pointed out he doesn't really suit the style of play. He's a different kind of striker that he needs. So in Why that did sense, they sign him then? I, it's a good question. I mean, I think they were a bit. Dwight Gale left quite late on in the window, didn't he? Not Dwight Gale. What am I about? <laughs> I was wondering what you. Keem our roof. Keem our roof. Oh my god! It's late. It's not even late. It's <laughs> Eddie Nketiah. He. How many clubs will be lining up to sign him? That bit half their division at least, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. And then with that, what do Leeds do next? They've got to sign another striker, haven't they? I. I trust that Victor Orta's got... Well, he'll, he'll log on to that website he goes on. Gets all his players. Football manager. Might be that. <laughs> Former referee Keith Hackett has criticised Oliver Langford for giving the penalty that led to West Brom beating Preston on Monday night. We didn't cover this game because we've not had an episode mm-hmm. since then. First of all, I presume you don't think that was a penalty. See, I, I first thought it was. Okay. Is this when you were watching the game live? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I thought, oh, okay, keepers, keepers bombed out, took him, not took him out, but clipped him. Any contact, I, in my opinion, it should be a penalty. Um, keeper didn't need to come out. Keeper didn't need to commit like that. Guy, I think it was Carl Edwards, heavy touch. Ref's got one, one view of it. The way he saw it, it was a penalty. Fair enough. What can you do? He hasn't got VAR. But he's late in the game, and he has cost Preston a point, a valuable point at that. I blame Declan Rudd. 
we always blame Declan Rudd. <laughs> uh, the reason Keith Hackett was criticising Oliver Langford was <clears throat> because he says he was out of position because of a lack of fitness. I mean, Keith Hackett is a well-known keyboard warrior on Twitter. Criticises every refereeing outlet. That is imaginable. Hates VAR. He just couldn't hack it, could he? Hey! <laughs> Daniel Stendel is still contracted to Barnsley until the end of the season, despite him being sacked by the club in October. Oh, Hearts want to appoint him, but have been told to pay compensation. Not uh, sure if he's gone to Hearts yet. Apparently that is meant uh, to be happening. That would be such a waste, which, if anyone is listening who is Edinburgh-based and a Hearts fan, uh, tough... <laughs> I'm sure we've got loads of Hearts fans who listen to this. Oh, come on, he needs a job in the Championship. Derby players won't be having a Christmas party this year. This has since been denied by the club. Mm -hmm. But what did you hear make of this when you heard it? I mean, that last one went well. <laughs> I'm not surprised. And sticking with Derby, they're getting a new investor. Henry Gabay has an estimated worth of nearly a billion pounds. It's more than me and you put together. Yeah. And then a bit of pocket change. Fair enough. They, they will definitely not turn down any money. I don't think any championship club will turn down any money. No. In the current state of the finance and championship, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And then finally, frozen food company Birdseye has launched a new fragrance for men. It's inspired by the hypnotic and evocative power of the high seas and has been created to remind wearers of the ocean, fresh ocean breeze. So it's more like a toilet because every toilet has that air freshener. Do they? Or like a diffuser. I don't think I've ever really smelled a fresh ocean breeze. I've been to Skegness a few times and it doesn't smell particularly fresh there. What have shaved you wear? Uh, I've got a mix. I've oh. got like three or four. I wear one called uh, breadcrumbs. Birds love it. Let's do some polls, Justin. Uh, so at the start of the show, we asked you three <laughs> questions. Three very good questions. Okay. You enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, we asked you, would Matias Pereira get into a tox top six team in the Premier League? What would you say? Uh, I think I'd say, yeah. You like to make these polls political, don't you? 52% said no. It's not a majority. 52% said no. It's not a majority. Hmm. Would Rain, Wayne Rooney get Dar will Wayne Rooney get Derby into the top half of the championship? There are a lot of problems in that side. No. Seventy four percent said no. Yeah. And what's the longest amount of time you would wait at a hairdresser's for a haircut? We know mine. Sixty one percent said thirty minutes. Okay. Thirty two percent said an hour. Okay. Five percent said two hours. <laughs> <laughs> two percent said over two hours. There were 252 votes, so how many would... I down, let's not break it down. Yeah. Um, I think you're on your own there, kid. Oh, no, there's 2% of other people. Were they fair, the same people in the hairdressers? I, I ended up getting my haircut at 11am. Soccer AM came on at half 10. You got a haircut on a Saturday, that's a rocky mistake in itself. I can't go in the week because I have a job, Ryan. I go after I finish work. How long is your job? 12 hours? It takes me an hour and a half to get back. Okay, Unbelievable. let's not get this. Craig Bryson pub quiz. It's that time of the week where I ask Justin a series of questions <laughs> about a championship player. All he's got to do is figure out who this championship player is. He's got over 200 championship appearances and will have played relatively recently. It's my turn to ask Justin this week. So we'll start off with the first clue. I made my debut for Tranmere in 1996 at the age... Of 17. 
for Tranmere in 1996. Tranmere seemed to come up a lot on this, don't they? Yeah, the, the last one was Ian Hume, wasn't it? I thought you did one since then as well. But... No, I don't think I Is it Ian Goodison? It's not Ian Goodison. <sighs> I've made 210 appearances in the Championship, scoring no goals. Oh, that's difficult. Could be a variety of positions. Mm. Got a feeling it might be a right back of sorts. Uh, but nothing comes to my head, so I'm just going to say Effie Soji. <laughs> no. Just naming old centre halves he's played for Tranmere. <laughs> it's good to hear his name mentioned. I've also played in League One, the Premier League, Scotland, and India. Oh, he gets around. Ah, this is... Gets around. <laughs> Killer, this. The, the second tier podcast cannot comment on any rumours, just impeach crates. <laughs> well, he travels a bit. Okay. Um, I don't know, next clue. Move on. The clubs I've played for include Preston, Everton, Rangers and Puny City. Preston, Everton, Rangers and... Puny City. Preston, I'll give Everton. you the clue. Puny City's in India. Thanks, Ryan. We'd, oh, I shouldn't say something about my work. Just open an office somewhere. <laughs> Puny City. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cheers for that. Oh, man. This is this is difficult. Um, oh, I'm going to have to have a final clue. The, the, it's just tramway clues. They, they kill me. My middle names are Preben and Arthur. I That's a terrible ch- clue. I just chucked it in because I thought the name Preben was funny. That's a terrible clue. How many clues have I got left? One. One. That's a disgrace. That's an absolute disgrace. The last clue is a big one. Um, I don't know, Phil Edwards. No. I'm best known for my time. Tony as- Warner. No, that counts. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. I started the clip. You can only have one go. Why would you do that? Oh, I got hot head. Hot headed there. I'm best what, known for fin- my time at Stoke, where I won promotion in 2008. I don't know. Steve Simonson. Oh, man. I wouldn't have got that. I thought it was a good one, in fairness. You completely killed yourself off there. Though. I wouldn't have got that. Yeah, okay, fair I'm glad I went with Tony Warner. <laughs> He had a spell at Tranmere as well. I know a lot of ex-Tranmere players. I win, and I'll take it, damn it. Well, this has been the Second Tier Podcast. A few last-minute mentions, because there's a bit we've got to go through here, Justin. First of all, we're doing a special episode in the new year. Yes. It's the top ten championship footballers of the decade. Are you excited? Well, How excited it, are you? It took me about an hour to get my head around it when you were explaining it to me, but yes, I'm, I'm buzzing for it. We're doing a special episode on our countdown of the top 10 championship footballers from 2010 to 2019. But we're going to let you, the listener, vote on it. Why are you pulling that face? Because I'm confused again, but carry on. Okay. It's very simple. If you head to our Twitter at the second tier, you can find a link to a survey. All you've got to do is vote for your top three championship players of the decade. We've given you a whole host of them. We've only given you ones we could th- we think might be realistically in the top ten. Because spoiler alert: Richard Keogh's top. Whoa! <laughs> Just to spice Do things not up. Know. Okay, <laughs> if that motivates people to vote and therefore not make Richard Keogh top of the best championship players 
of the decade, <laughs> then go ahead and vote. So head to our Twitter at the second tier and you can find a link to the survey. We've made it so it's a minimum of 100 appearances as well, mm-hmm. because otherwise it'd be a bit weird if someone like Ruben Neves won because he's only been in the championship for one season. Yeah. So, yeah, head to our Twitter and vote. <clears throat> Final point. I know there's midweek games this week, but there won't be a midweek episode on Thursday, um, mainly because I'm working. I've got to cover this thing called the general election, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Who, who cares about that? And I'm doing something more. And you're doing something as well. More important. Yeah, exactly. I mean, who cares about a general election? I mean, haven't they? Don't they know Charlton Huddersfield's on? Honestly, come on. It was on, th- it was on Thursday night. What the game? No, it's on Tuesday. But our our episodes are usually on Thursday night, aren't they? Oh, that's what I mean. Come on now, keep up. Oh, whatever. So yeah, there's going to be no midweek episode. We apologise, but we will be back on Sunday. So keep an eye out for when we are next on your airwaves. I've been Ryan Dilks. Oh, you've um, got something to say. And we're on Instagram. We're on Instagram. We'll give you insight into all things second tier. Good. Good sell. <laughs> Good sell. <laughs> Go follow <laughs> us on Instagram. What's our handle? Uh, at the, uh, the second tier pod. We'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> I've not got it to hand. <laughs> this is going great. I've been Ryan Dilks. I've been Justin Peach. Thank you for Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.